Aromatime Bistro presents Wine Time Live, hosted by the Hudson Valley's premier green certified entrepreneurs, Marcus and Jamie Giuliano. So grab a glass of your favorite vino, sit back, relax, and travel with them, sharing their passion discovering unique vineyards, outstanding wines, delicious food, and great adventure. Because we don't want any any noise feedback, um, so our office is going to be probably the hottest spot in New York. Um, but yeah, Italy, um, the hottest spot in Italy. Uh, Wine time live number twenty three. Welcome everybody. Um, we're Jamie and Marcus, and we are going to talk about travel, traveling to Italy, um, one of our favorite regions in Italy um, that we have an upcoming trip to in April of twenty twenty two. Um, and that region is, Jamie, what's that region? Apulia. Apulia. Yeah, so southern Italy. Um, the uh, the heel of the boot. Jamie's opening a bottle of wine. Sorry, I'm opening a bottle hear of that. wine. <laughs> if you're watching it, you can see it, but if you, you can hear it. snaps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, we went to the travel show right before COVID uh, hit in November. We went to the travel show and in 2019. And... The reason why we're calling this the hot spot of Italy is because the travel and tourism industry um, has named it that. They have recognized that Southern Italy, Apulia, the heel to boot, is one of the up-and-coming tourist areas in Italy. Um, and it's Southern Italy, so it is hot down there. Um, it is in the heel to boot. Really unique situation down there in the... Um, well, let's talk, well, let's just get into the intro first, and we'll start talking about the wine and, and everything. So, of course, all this is brought possible because we own Aromatime Bistro in Ellenville, New York. And Aromatime founded in 2003, Farm to Table Cuisine, um, with, I think, a pretty cool wine list. Do you think it's cool? Yeah, I think it's I think awesome. It's really cool. <laughs> so, uh, so, those of you that don't know about Aromatime, we pride ourselves on independent uh, spirits, uh, wines, liquors, um, and... Um, Beers. In, in beers, so uh, independently owned and operated, we um, we definitely do it most. I mean, we do it behind the bar with our spirits, but our wine is super important. Uh, we like to build relationships with the winer, the the wines that we buy, also with the wineries that we want to visit. So um, and that we have on our list. So I think it's super cool um, what we do. I think that um, I don't think there's any other restaurants that do what we do in the terms extent. of. Of going to the wineries, visiting the wineries, and building relationships with the wineries. There are wineries that do that when in particular regions. Re restaurants. There are restaurants that do that. Like if you're like, if you're like in France and Burgundy, France, you have a small wine list, and everything comes from your your area. Of course. Then you know it and you've been to it. But as far as a, a, a restaurant in New York traveling to California extensively, all throughout New York extensively, and in through Italy really extensively, right. to hand pick and build relationships and bring back what we feel is some of the best wine. And we've been to wineries that we don't want to buy from anymore. That we won't buy from. We won't buy from. Um, in California, definitely. Um, New York, absolutely. And Spain and Italy. There's some wineries we went to that were just like, ah, eh, not, our, not our cup of tea. 
not, not our glass of wine. Not, not our glass. Of, not because the people are nice, but just because maybe they're way too big for us. Maybe they right. their hospitality isn't great. Um, you know, many different reasons. Um, or their, wi- or their wine isn't good. Their wine, we just don't care for. It, or they're so. just not nice people. Right. We don't like to buy from not nice people. Absolutely. We like to give. We like to give our money and your money to nice people. They're doing <laughs> that are doing nice wines, right. <laughs> organically, hopefully. That's, which, that's very, very important to us. So. so, and of course, VIP Winery Vacations um, travel with us to Italy. Um, we keep wine tours all throughout Italy. April twenty twenty two is our next trip. But we don't only do Italy. We only don't only do Italy. So we, we do the Finger Lakes. We're actually in the process of planning our next Finger Lakes trip, right? We were. It was a twelve hour day in the office today. It was, um, it was a long day in the office today because we were on the phone with Italy. I had lots of messages back and forth to Italy today, uh, New York mm-hmm. uh, as well. And so we have a lot of, we've mapped out our whole calendar for the next year and a half of travel. Well, you mapped it out. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it. Well, you'll see it. <laughs> I'll we'll see it. I'm just kidding. I don't even know what, <laughs> what we have planned. All I know is that we planned um, Italy in 2022, April 2022. And um, I am in the works of planning the Finger Lakes in November 2021. Yep. So you can get yeah. on a waiting list. That that trip is kind of sold out. So um, the Italy trip. We can only take twelve people. Oh, okay. We only take twelve people plus uh, you and me and Luigi, our tour guide. Um, they're only doing small tours in Italy right now. Okay. Fifteen people max. So um, that's the kind of deal. We're not be able to take twenty-four people. Um, I don't know if anybody's doing tours that size. I don't know, like the big tour companies. I don't know if they're putting a, a big coach bus together and putting fifty people on a bus. I don't know if they're doing that. All I know is our people that help us travel and plan everything for us there. They have connected dots for us, the logistics. They're like, Marcus, 12 plus the three of you, 15, that's and it. that's really it. So I said, ooh, okay, that's kind of ex- uh, kind of understandable and expectable. Right. Although that may, may raises the price a little bit because, um, you know, you have to, it, it, everything costs money. Everything's going up in price, of course. Everything across the board. Absolutely. I'm not telling you anything. Anybody doesn't know. So, well, Jamie, what is today's winery? So today we are drinking um, Negro Amaro from Scola Saramente. So if you are actually watching us, you can see the bottle. Um, if you are on um, uh, listening to us, uh, Scola Saramente, um, S-C-H-O-L-A, Saramente, S-A-R-M-E-N-T-I. Um, they are in, um, they are, where are Salento. they again? Salento. That's Salento. Right. Salento, so southern Italy. So further south of Lecce, so they're really down there, um, and we're drinking Negro Amaro. Negro Amaro, uh, little translation is Negro Black Amaro Bitter, uh, tiny little black bitter grapes is a Negro Amaro grape. Italy's are interesting because they name a lot of their grapes after birds as well. We did hear that when we were Yeah, a lot, yeah. Birds love grapes, so they just name the grapes after certain birds in that region. Um, I think there's a bird problem in every wine region because birds love grapes everywhere, just not in Italy. Well, um, they can fly down quickly, swoop in, grab yeah. a grape, and run away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Italy also has a big problem with boars in vineyards. Napa does too, but Italy all over. I mean, Italy all over. There's we've we've actually sat in vineyards. We've actually sat in vineyards tasting with the with the owners of the vineyards. Sat there, and all of a sudden you look outside, and there's just a boar walking out, like literally like. 50 feet out the building, there's it. a big black boar just walking across. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah he's, he's here to eat. Let's get rid. I got to get rid of him. <laughs> um, when we went to Matera on my morning run, I saw five boars That's in right. the state park there. They were on the trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, two adults or three adults and two babies. There's five of some babies and some adults. And they were just, you know, walking on the way on the trail there in Matera uh, in the National Park. So uh, Matera is right near 
um, Apulia. It's in Basilicata, which is the neighboring, neighboring territory. North, east, northwest, uh, northwest a little bit towards Naples. Um, but Scolo Sarmente, um, an 1850 farmhouse uh, down in that area. I believe it was vacant for a very long time, wasn't it? Vacant for 50 years or so. Mm-hmm. 50 years. And I believe it was a winery to begin with. I'm not 100% sure. And when we went there to visit, it was re- it's beautiful inside. You know, the biggest thing for me is when we look at pictures mm-hmm. of the vineyards we've been to, and we're like, oh my gosh, I just want to go back there. I want to take you back there. We want to go back there. We want to see. We can't wait to get back there. This vineyard, and it's 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 in the city. It's, it's a it's little a village. Small, yeah, it's small. Like I remember standing outside and looking at all the containers that they had. Right. Correct? And the door, the way it opened. Remember that? That was so cool. And then they took us downstairs, downstairs. into their wine cellar. So some vineyards are actually on, some wineries are actually on the vineyard where there's lots of land and rolling hills and mountains and picturesque. And this one's in a city. It's in a little village. Yeah, we, we actually thought we were going to um, like a wine shop like when we got there. It right? looked like Remember? a wine shop. It looked like a wine shop. Yep. So we walked in and the building, we're just looking at this. It was beautiful. And we're and like, oh my gosh. The ceilings were rounded, if I remember correctly. Yep. A lot of, a lot of architecture, they're arched to build extra support, like mm-hmm. subway walls, the ceilings, now they're arched. Well, there's that arch thing, the arched architecture builds strength and support, and it's very common in winery cellars and in wineries. So it was a farmhouse, a masseria, I, I remember that now. It was an 1800s masseria. Um, it was vacant for 50 years. Um, the two partners opened it up, uh, spent three years renovating it, and it's walking, it's like walking back in time. It was beautiful. It was beautiful, and, and they make amazing wines, and they gave us a great, um, Tasting. Do you remember there was a couple there too? There was a couple there from England. Um, is that where they were from? But they lived there for a few weeks and then they would go back to. I don't remember. England. Where it was from. English. They spoke English. Okay. Then there was a lady there who did nothing but tours, tours to Apulia. Yeah. And it's, she was from Germany. I believe she was yeah. from Germany, and she did nothing but tours in southern Italy. That was her deal. I do wine tours, and it's in southern Italy. And Scola Sarmente is one of the best wineries down here. And you know she knew the owners as well. And uh, so we had a great time with these. I should actually reach out and say hello to her and see how she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we became friends on WhatsApp at one point, so um, yeah, reach out to reach her. out and see how her business is doing right now. So, um, um, so yeah. you know, the, the great thing today was, you know, when I was sending messages out to everybody um, in Italy, um, you know, I would do little group messages of this winery owner that on Facebook, this wine, and you know, because they all they all know each other, right? Right. So they'd all answer back, and one would be like, "Yeah, I'm in." Is is I hope you're in so and so, and and we're waiting for so and so to answer, and you know, so it was yeah. it was it was really cool because they all they all know each other, they're all they're all friends down there, and um, and it's great to be able to, to to have these contacts and connections. So Scola Sarmente, um, not a picturesque outdoor part of where there's rolling vineyards, but right. once you walk inside, and the outside is so cute, and the building is, is so to cute. die for windows everywhere, windows everywhere, yeah. an outside courtyard. So you walk, you drive through this this town. Um, and all of a sudden you Small pull up to a property. Roads, right? Yeah, and there was remember. barely any parking. Yeah, there was there barely was any parking. Out. Yeah. And once we walked through their gate, the world transformed. It was beautiful. It was be- um, beautiful. And I, I can't wait to go back there. And he they had built this amazing bar back there mm-hmm. with all their wines. Um, the cellar, um, everything everything in the, this farmhouse, this monastery was, was refurbished, uh, too original. And the, the door, remember the big door? The big the, door, yep. The, the, and, was it a wooden door? Or it was a wooden door. door yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to get back here. Um, and we're going to go here, right? We're going to This is this is this is the southernmost southernmost winery, winery we're going to go to in, in Apulia. Right. Yeah. And but we're going to go further than this when we take our trip because we're going to go down to the Cape and watch the sunset 
over the um, Ionian Adriatic oh, Sea. Beautiful. Um, so in that part of southern Italy, Puglia, the, the, it's the boot, uh, I mean the heel of the boot, from one ocean to the other ocean is only 30 miles apart, right? Well, it gets and narrower as you go it down. It gets narrower, but it was so cool because when, when we were talking to some of the winery owners, um, they were saying how in the morning when they wake up, they decide where the best sun is going to be, where the best, the beach. best beach is going to be, <laughs> uh, the wind or whatever yeah. it is that they're looking for, um, and they go to that beach. So they yeah. either go to the east or the west east side. Or west coast. So which is really really cool. Like I, I found that to be very the, interesting. The so. beaches there in southern Italy and the, the coastline is so stunning because you, you have beaches, but then you have these just cliffs, rock rock formations, rock formations. The way yeah. the water. The water works its way into and it's it. So blue. The water was oh. so so blue. Remember when, when yep. we went? Yeah. It was so, so you have vineyards that are sitting literally on the beach. They're a half a kilometer from the beach, and you walk in the fields there, and there are tons of wild herbs: rosemary, thyme, um, oregano, marjoram. All these wild. You can just pick them up and smell, and you'll recognize all these yeah. wild herbs. But do you remember the sheep herders? Oh yeah, I remember them. They were just like walking down the street. They <laughs> stop traffic, they folks. This part of Italy. When, when, like, they, they're so relaxed down there. Um, Italy's relaxed anyway. So, so the pace of, of life is relaxed. Part of the story of that area, though, is that people used to um, grow grapes there, but then they would bring them up north right. um, to sell them. Or um, a co-op. Or a co-op. And it was, it was um, you know, uh, they were just making money from that. They weren't, they did not have wineries. They did not have, well, they didn't have, they had vineyards. They didn't have wineries, right? So it wasn't it was like a open for, for the public. Or they shipped so, their juice up north. Yeah. So because it was such a poor part of Italy, um, really poverty stricken in that part of Italy. And in fact, in Matera and Basilicata, until the 50s to the 1970s, there were still cave dwellers. Primitive cave dwellers living in caves in that part of Italy. Um, so everybody did a reverse, um, 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 what is it, a reverse migration, a reverse. So they yeah, they migrated down. They uh, went up north. They, they went up north to bring their grapes and, and to. to and to get jobs. Yeah. And, they get and jobs. then they live in the south and they go back down. So s the south is being built up now. Ground so up. So from ground up. So when you, look at, when you look at the Italian wine designations, so you see things like Barolo, Brunello, um, Amarone. These are all Chianti, Chianti Classico. Um, these are all regions in Italy that are well established for mm -hmm. 100, 200 years. When you look in the south, the designations set forth by the government all in 1980, 1990, 2000, because it's such a very new, I don't want to say it's a new wine region because they have the history Not of growing grapes. Not new wines, but it's a new region for tourists. New region, new for, tourists, region for tourists, but it's a new region for wine making. Right, right, wine right, right. Wine, wine making. making and tourists. And tourists, absolutely. So, yeah. so they growing grapes to them is nothing new. Making wine to them is nothing new. But to have their own official, official wineries that you can wine regions, yeah. documented wine regions in the government, that's brand new. That's within the last 20, 30 years, 40 years, really 30 years, 40, 20 years, where now you can say, here's Salento, and here's the certification for Salento. Here's Primitivo de Mandurian. Here's the, here's Gravina. Here's the certification for Gravina. In the north, they've had the certifications for 100, 200 years, and that's that because it's well established. Yeah. So with these with grapes, because they were so poor um, and pov poverty down there, they grew grapes. They were farmers, but they would they wouldn't have the facilities to have their own equipment. And from there, they would have to get a co-op together where 10 families, 20 families, 100 families got together and paid for some equipment, and they all shared the equipment. Right. Or they would just take their grapes and ship them up north, and they would get blended into 
into Chianti's and into other wines of North and Piemonte. They, they were blending grapes. So they never really had the proper finances to have their own representation right. as a real wine region. And that's changed. That's what that's the part that's changed in the last 30 years. And but, so, but it's still generation after generation. Um, now it's just the newer generation is making the wine. Making right, right. They're right. they're the ones that are yeah. So we were down there. And we're gonna we're gonna do Productoria de Mandoria uh, in one of our one of our lives on one of our podcasts because this our distributor co op right. It's a co op, and our distributor knows we don't really we're not fond of co ops. Yeah. And Joey sent us to this co op, not telling us what it was. And we went there a year and a half ago. And he goes, go check out this winery. You're gonna be there. Check them out. And we pulled in. I'm like, this guy sent us to a co-op. But we were blown away. Top-notch co-op. Um, really, you know, met the whole staff there. Um, so friends with them on Facebook. Talked to them on a regular basis outside of um, of business. Uh, but I did message Anna from there today. And they're waiting, she's waiting for awesome. us um, to come in April. And very excited and keep her posted. Um, so we were blown away. And we'll do one of them on our, on our, fa- on our, on our, on our lives um, soon. From there. We are. Yeah. So, Scola Sarmente, they make a lot of different wines. Uh, this one we're drinking from Negro Amaro. It's going to be a little bit denser, a little heavier. It's a little heavier. Um, it's a little not, heavy for. Yeah. Not the best wine for this weather. No. Um, but I wanted to talk about the winery in that region, really. So, back to the sheep herders. So, these sheep herders, we were on the winery and all of a, uh, in the vineyards, and all of a sudden, like, I have the drone up. It had to have been 100 sheep. <laughs> 100, I have the drone up, and I'm like, what is that patch of, like, migration things down there they're like he's like oh that's the um this is at a different andrea was like well that's the uh the uh the sheep herders and on our way back at another spot he we had to stop the car for 10 15 minutes and he goes this is normal he goes when you drive somewhere down here expect to stop the car 10 to 15 minutes on a daily basis because <laughs> the sheep herders just walk from farm to farm with their sheep and they're just walking through and he goes and it's, it's part so of our cool life how they just follow the sheep herders. It's, yeah. so, it's just very cool you know different way of life it's a very more Casual, relaxed life. Yeah. Andrea was like, that's just what happens. One of my favorite areas, I have to say, in Italy, it is not as commercialized. It's not, um, it's just very relaxed down there. It's beautiful. And Lecce is amazing. I love Lecce. Lecce is the Florence of the South, they call it. And this this city has everything, and it is, the hotel we stay at is right across the street from the Coliseum. Really, really, really great, the Resimento. Um, hotel, uh, beautiful. So yeah. So folks, if you want to join us in Italy, check out VIPWineryVacations.com. Uh, check that out. That website. We have lots of tours there. Whether you want to join us in Italy, or, or the Finger Lakes, or the Finger Lakes, or, or Long you Long never Long know. We might do other places as well. We've been people are people are asking for, us for, for Napa. Napa. I've heard Napa a lot lately. Napa. We've also Sonoma. heard France. Yeah. We've heard Bordeaux, which you're not a fan of Bordeaux. No. I but you would know. be if you drank no, Bordeaux for if you drank Bordeaux <laughs> for nine. Champagne, we really champagne. want to go to champagne. So. But if you drank Bordeaux for a full week, um, the maybe whites and reds, you'd appreciate them more. more. Being there and understanding it, you'd appreciate them more. Yeah. So you don't have to be a wine expert to go on our trips. You do not. In fact, some people are like, "Well, I don't really drink much wine at all." At the end of the trips, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Wow, I like this or I like that. Or a lot of people don't really know about wines, and and they're they just want to experience that. And it's not only wine heavy, but it's a lot of good food from the region. Uh, we like to plan out um, all of the restaurants that we go to and all of the wineries that we visit, um, and so they're oh, they're so accommodating um, at the at the wineries, and um, the food is phenomenal and oh fresh gosh. and delicious too. So you do not have to be a wine drinker; um, you have to just be uh, open, open, and want to travel. 
So if you want to travel yep. with us, um, VIPWineryVacations.com. We'd love for you to join us on one of our trips. Um, and and we, we do more than Apulia. So we do Florence to Tuscany, uh, or I'm sorry, Rome to Florence or Rome to mm -hmm. Tuscany. Into Tuscany, we do Northern Piemonte, we do Verona, uh, we do a bunch of different things. So check out our website. Dates are coming up. Uh, we tried to update it today. Um, we quite haven't gotten everything published yet, but check that out. And um, hope to uh, see you here or there soon. Absolutely. Wherever. Hope to see you wherever soon. Thank you for uh, joining us today, and thank you for um, everything, right? Yep, yep. All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.